0: Welcome, everybody, back to Grit and Moxie. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Rafael De Souza, and if his last name sounds familiar, that's because he's my husband, and I did take his name with a small modification. Are you secretly plotting to drag me on these long runs? Or or, or what were you thinking? Uh, what, was your, what was your strategy going to be?
1: So, yeah, it is... How in, you
0: could one-up me?
1: It is intimidating a little bit because you know, you're as a guy, you don't want your your wife or your girlfriend to be, you know, twice as strong as you are.
0: So, what would you say helped you develop the grit to complete a marathon? Because we know that, of course, it's physical, but it's also more mental. I don't know. What would you say is more mental, or more more physical, and how do you how do you, how do you access that grit when you need it? Welcome to Grit and Moxie, where we are celebrating women's witness, fitness, and gritness. I'm your hostess, Christine De Souza. Welcome everybody back to Grit and Moxie. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Raphael de Souza, and if his last name sounds familiar, that's because he's my husband, and I did take his name with a small modification. <laughs> yes. So welcome, Ralph. Thank Thank you you. so much for being my guest this Valentine
1: week. Sure. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I titled today's episode.
1: Today's conversation.
0: Yes. I titled today's conversation. Help. I'm married to a trainer. Not that you need any kind of help, but send help. (laughs) this is your lifeline if ever you needed help sent uh no but really just to to give our listeners an idea of you know what it's truly like to live with a personal trainer how it affects you how you affect me and i just thought it would be a little bit of fun to kind of dive into that because i think that there's a lot of misconceptions about personal trainers in general, that a lot of times people will think that personal trainers are kind of like perfect and they're this, you know, someone to aspire to be like. And of course we always hope that we, we you know lead by example as much as best as we can but um sometimes there's intimidation when it comes to personal training and personal trainers and so i think you're gonna probably share just how not intimidating it is but i could be wrong (laughs) Uh, but i could be wrong so with that being said i would love for you to you know just go back in time and give an account of when you were courting me, okay, did you know I was a personal trainer and how did that affect your pursuing journey?
1: Um, okay, well, I knew you were a personal trainer because you told me you're a personal trainer. And uh, you know, we talked about it. We talked about uh, what we both did for work. We talked about how how into fitness you were and all your endeavors and all the things that you wanted to do in your life and, um, all your goals, all my goals. Um, uh, I always kept things pretty simple and Christine always had like hundred ideas at the same time and try to do everything at the same time. Um, but you know, it was pretty cool when I first heard you're, you basically, you ran a gym, this private gym, um I thought it was really cool and I'm like hey it's my chance to become the next Mr. Olympia you know and I'm like yeah I had no idea what that, that meant exactly uh but yeah I thought it was pretty cool it was a cool thing that you're um you're into all the fitness and you're into um kind of having your own business concerning all that stuff um and you're you were in great shape back then, and you still are today. Oh, uh, good <laughs> <say> Yeah, <laughs> but definitely, uh, you know, I think it was a little too skinny at the time because I was running a lot. Um, I was running about, I don't know, like six miles, like five or six days a week at least, and I was getting to some mar- uh, marathoning, and marathoning and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much like I, I was into fitness too just – I never really did that much bodybuilding and, you know, powerlifting and you, you're like into a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was not intimidating. Were you secretly plotting to drag me on these long runs or, or or what were you thinking? Um, What was your, was your strategy going to be?
1: So yeah, it is. How you
0: could one up me.
1: It is intimidating a little bit because, you know, you're, as a guy, you don't want your your wife or your girlfriend to be, you know, twice as strong as you are. You know, it's kinda of weird. And at the time, like I said, I was I was pretty skinny and I felt kinda of w- wimpy a little bit. Um not that I was intimidated by you. I just I knew that I wasn't as as fit as I could be or as fit as you as you were at the time. And uh yeah, that definitely crossed my mind a little bit. Maybe I probably start doing some more push ups just to <laughs> Still look a little bit better look a little bit a little bit buffer um, uh, or something like that i don't know uh yeah you you told me you hated running uh and you still kind of <laughs> do but i drag you you run more now than we did back then um i i slowed down my running a little bit and christine's actually running more now um so yeah that worked out well for us
0: yeah running has been kind of a love-hate relationship for me over time i love it when I don't have to do it when it's perfect conditions outside, not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. And when it's just the right length, but I always feel good after. So I do actually like it. And uh, I remember in the beginning we did actually run together.
1: We did a couple of wimpy runs, I guess.
0: They were wimpy for you, but they always, I felt like a rock star after I did them. Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) I mean, it, to, to and this it was day, a very
0: low risk date idea.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, to, to this day, like if I run like three miles, it's kind of like the warm up, you know, even though I'm not <laughs> running as much like my, in my mind, I still think that I'm still in my mid twenties and I can go out and run, you know, six to 10 miles. And it's kind of not, not the same anymore, you know, but you know, it still is back then. It was like, I had to be patient because I was dragging along these runs, but it was cool you get to kind of know someone in a different way when you, walk, when you know them and you talk and stuff like that
0: and hear all their whining
1: all the whining all the crazy things that are coming out of their their mouths and you kind of get to know them a little bit I'm uh, not gonna
0: say who was whining
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah there's <laughs> we'll, keep you
0: know. our, we'll keep that to us we'll keep that to ourselves
1: yeah for sure but it was fun it was a lot of fun definitely it's like a low a low budget low pressure type of a date. You know, there weren't really dates. It was just as hanging out, mm-hmm. which is probably the best way to get to know someone. Not exactly um, going out on a date date, but just kind of spending time with the person in this, like, low-pressure low, low pressure environment and just hanging out and talking, you know?
0: That's true. That was good.
1: That uh, was yeah, good. Definitely.
0: I mean, the alternative date was what? I don't know. You don't know?
1: What was you don't it? remember? No.
0: Your first strategy was running together yeah. and the other strategy was getting, ice cream. Is getting me out for ice cream.
1: Yeah. that that works Both out very
0: effective. That works by out the well way. too.
1: Yeah. That works out well too. Yeah. Girls usually can't say no to ice cream.
0: <laughs> so tell me more about your, your running career.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm not going to call it a career, but, um, I started running, uh, in high school, uh did cross country and cross country is this uh 3.2 mile um run with with a team a team can be anywhere from five people to 20 people it all depends on how big your high school is depends how big your um the the places where where you're where you go to school uh which is really really cool because it's kind of an individual sport where you go out and do your own thing at the same time it counts as a as, as a team because you know the the more like the far back you are in, in the meet the more points you score which is what you're not what you don't want you want to score the least amount of points and the team with the least amount of points uh win wins the meet and it's really cool when you get these two three sometimes 20 high schools and we all go out running together it's very competitive and it's and it's pretty cool and it's it's a very like low low-key laid-back sport where there's no cheerleaders no crazy parents following you is just you out there in the woods running and and it's really cool like the first time I showed up for practice I had no idea um, for for training I had no idea what we were doing so I had like these boots these jean shorts and probably like a long sleeve t-shirt or something I don't remember and people looked at me and they're like oh you're gonna run in that and I'm like yeah it's gonna be no big deal so when (laughs) I ran three miles and by the end I was was dying Um, that first season I probably lost like 20 pounds oh really running yeah I was pretty chunky and people noticed, like the coaches noticed, that people can notice like hey you improved a lot um, and you lost a lot of weight and I was like yeah that's great so then they did two more seasons and uh, one of the things that I regret is that in my high in my senior year I didn't run I was like oh I'm gonna go and get a job and I'm gonna help out at home and all that stuff and I ended up not getting a job really and not doing anything else and not running. And that kind of stunk a little bit, but, um, I kept, kept the running for quite a while after that until the point where I did a couple of marathons. Um, I have a friend, Andrea, she wanted to raise some, uh, uh some funds for her parents' missions trip to Mozambique. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they still do, but at the time they had a, um, kind of like a mission where they took care of all these kids. It was a really cool thing. Um, and we did this thing. Hey, I'm going to run a marathon, donate a dollar for each mile that we run. And uh, it, it's going to go for a great cause. And I did it a couple of times. It was really cool. And then I did a 30-mile uh, ultra marathon at the, uh, by the Finger Lakes, upstate New York City, which yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's New York. I'm all, we were living in New Jersey at the time. And we would go to New York all the time, and it was like 30 minutes away. So I thought, yeah, it would be great. It's, it's probably like an hour away. <laughs> I booked the race, I booked the hotel. Then the day before we we're supposed to leave for the race was Christine and my brother and I. I don't even think we were married yet. Um, so my brother was coming with us and they looked all directions to the race and it ended up being like five and a half miles <laughs> five and a half hours away. And I was like, oh man, you know, I should have looked it up a little bit better but then we did we went out there and it was a really cool race and uh you know we came back home it was great and then after we got married um i still kept up running it was only when i kind of started working for the post office when i stopped running a little bit uh but then now i'm kind of getting getting back to it yeah yeah
0: i remember that that period when you were still running when we were married we used to go out uh to the track, remember? Yeah. And we used to run barefoot around the oh, yeah. track. That was like one of the most fun
1: it was a good running. Do, like, good exercise. When you run was
0: that real turf? I can't remember if it was real turf. No, grass. it was like
1: actual turf, but definitely the um uh, the fake grass it's a lot easier on the on your feet than than the actual track itself. And actually like um uh, colleges they have their athletes run on the grass to strengthen their feet. So that's, that's definitely a good exercise. That's, that's how I read a, I read a book that they mentioned that I'm like, Hey, we should do that. Yeah. Make sure we have nice, strong feet. Yeah. Really?
0: Cause I thought it was my idea.
1: Yeah. That was my idea. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was my idea. I'm
0: pretty sure I have so a dancer's I'm, feet. I'm taking strong. the credit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so before we go on to kind of your challenges with, with, um, your running and and things like that. What this so this podcast is called Grit and Moxie and marathons are no joke, never mind an ultra marathon. So what would you say helped you develop the grit to complete a marathon because we know that of course it's physical, but it's also more mental. I don't know, what would you say is more mental or more more physical and how do you how do you how do you access that grit when you need it?
1: well you kind of make a plan ahead of time in your in your mind and I there's some people who write it down like I've, I don't know if I've actually done that but you need to have a little bit of a plan in, in your mind of you know how things are gonna go mile one, mile two um, you kind of need to know your strengths a little bit you kind of need to know how much you've trained um, for the marathon for example um, you know the, the mistake that people make is they want to sprint right out of the bat uh when the gun goes off and when they're a third into the marathon, they they they're burned out. That's why we say life is a marathon, it's not, it's not a sprint. Um, you know that if you run uh 10 minute mile for six miles and you do it for weeks at a time, when you show up for a for a race, you're not gonna run eight minute miles uh because you're you can't take it, you might do one or two miles, but then you're not gonna be prepared for the rest. So it's, it's literally um, preparing day in and day out, a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, some people say, you know, how you run a marathon, it's one step at a time, you know. And, you know, you can kind of take that into life in, in many ways that you want. Uh, but a marathon, is it's just like that. You run one mile at a time. And, you know, Monday, you go out and run six miles. Tuesday, you run six miles. And by the end of the week, you have ran all of these miles. And you know that you can do it you know, but it's, it's being prepared and for, for the long run and, you know, knowing that, um, you can't just show up and, and run a marathon. Like my first marathon, I made that mistake. Um, uh, my first marathon, I just, That was
0: when we were first dating, we were right? first dating. I think he was nervous cause I was there. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Not really, but you know, for my first my first marathon, uh, like my friend Andrew, she said, "Hey, let's go run this marathon." I'm like, "Yeah," but but at the time, I was running like 30 miles, maybe, you know, 40 miles a week, just for fun, not not for preparing for anything. And then when she said, "Okay, the marathon is that date," I did a couple of longer runs, and I thought to myself, "Yeah, I'm good. I can run all these miles a week." But then when it came to actually um, doing the marathon, you know, I kind of crashed halfway through between. Uh, half halfway through the marathon and I kind of was really low energy and uh it was really really tough but i you know i felt like my legs were going to fall off and hang on to it and you know i was able to finish um so i thought i was very prepared for it when it came to it i really was not that prepared you know plus like my nutrition was really off and i wasn't really eating all that well the day before the week before the marathon mm-hmm. yeah but it was fun it was a good experience yeah definitely it was
0: fun now, so you said once you started working for the post office, not that I'm putting blame on the post office sure. or anything. So at this point we're married, we relocated
1: mm-hmm.
0: to Massachusetts. Yes. And so, you know, the question I was gonna ask you, and you kind of started talking about it already, was like what were the challenges, what are the challenges were and are the challenges that you have with keeping up your running or keeping up with your Your fitness and and nutrition, all that. um, Now. Okay. So, does that have anything to do with your trainer wife?
1: (laughs) A little bit, but not really. Like at at the time when we first got married, we moved out here um, and I started working for the post office. And the thing with the post office, most people don't understand you don't start your own route, you start as a sub and you basically do everybody's route until there's an available route for you until you basically climb up the ladder and then you're able to uh, get seniority and get your own route. Uh, so I was working, you know, six days a week and there is, you start at a certain time, but there's no time to finish, it's when you finish. So you go until you finish. Uh, and it was a big change for me because I was used to having a, a quote unquote nine to five. I started work at 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m. and finished every day at 3.30, 4 o'clock, whatever time. Cause I don't remember exactly when when we should finish, uh, work at that time. So, you know, my schedule was all up in the air and then they added on Sundays. So now we were working, um, at times 14 days in a row, you know, some people even work more than that, even though it's, it's not technically legal, but you know, when you're working 14 days in a row and you don't have really a set routine, it's, it, to me, it was difficult. You know, um, I have I have a coworker right now. He's he's a he's this guy. He's in pretty good shape, but he told me one time that he wakes up like at five in the morning to work out. So he works out before work and he goes to bed every day at nine a. And then nine p.m. And then he wakes up very early and then he does his routine. I'm not that type of person. I wish I was. I'm not the type of person. But now that I'm a regular and I know, okay, I I start work at a certain time and I know pretty much when I'm going to finish every day. I know that Mondays and Thursdays are longer days and Tuesdays and Fridays are shorter days. So I can plan a little bit better. And it really helps me now that I actually have um, a routine, like a three day a week routine where I know, okay, day one, I'm going to do these lifts and I'm going to work out and day two, I'm going to do these lifts and I'm going to work out. Um, and I was lucky and blessed, I guess, that right before COVID broke out, um, Get some money for, for like Christmas gifts and stuff like that, and I went out and I bought like a barbell set and some weights and stuff like that, plus all the equipment you already had. Um, so now we basically have like a full gym at home, and I was able to work out at home. You know, like the the set that I spent hundred fifty dollars before COVID during COVID was about seven hundred dollars. People were selling them on Craigslist and stuff, so it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I maybe I should have sold it, made some money. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but was very lucky that I had that so throughout the whole 2019 uh, 2020 we were working out at home pretty regularly you know mm-hmm. so that was very good
0: yeah so who you know does your wife train you or do you do your own thing or you know what's that all about
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my wife um Yes, and no, like I ask I ask you, Christine, a lot of questions. And I think I, I do. I used to and I think I still do. And uh we're constantly bouncing ideas off of each other. Um I keep things very, very simple. Uh, my workouts are very, very simple. Uh, you know, I don't like to complicate things. Christine likes that plyometrics, I guess, type of workout where she's constantly moving. Uh, I'm a little bit more boring, and you know, like I do like the the main lifts, you know, like the squats, the bench press, the overhead press, the deadlifts and things like that. Um, and I don't know if it's like a girl versus guy kind of thing, a men versus women thing. Uh, her workouts are difficult. Your workouts are difficult. You know, even when I was like on, on, on peak shape for running and I thought, yeah, I can do any cardio anything that you can throw at me. It was, it was difficult for me to keep up with you. You know, and uh, to this day. Now I'm a little bit heavier, a little bit slower and maybe a little bit older. I don't know. Because <laughs> um, in my mind I'm still in my mid twenties. So I don't know. Uh those workouts are still are still difficult. You know, they're they're fun, they're really cool. Like we can work out in 15-20 minutes, but it usually would take me probably an hour to do myself. So yeah, you definitely influence me on the things that I do and you know.
0: Yeah, well I'd say it's a good a good balance that we have because running obviously like we said is not my favorite thing even though I do like it and I want to do it but sometimes I need a little a little push to do that and you know that's not what my body is used to that's not you know hasn't been my forte my whole life my whole life it was you know dancing and you know Then when i got into fitness it was more like hit routines and spin and things like that don't worry those are just the kids upstairs they're just fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're just having fun it's okay
0: um but then you know it's what your body is trained for and what it's used to right so i'm used to you know from dancing all those years those explosive movements and And, you know, that high intensity and that's like what makes me feel alive. It's it's what I enjoy. Right. Um, But for Ralph, it's it's the running Mm -hmm. that he fell in love with. So his body is more conditioned for that. So it really is, you know, a good, you know, being married, I'm like, feel so lucky that I have someone that likes to you know exercise even if it is running uh <laughs> um, yeah, sure. because you know being a trainer uh, you know you think a trainer is always 100% of the time self motivated and that's just not always true yeah. you know it's it's a challenge for for everyone so
1: yeah yeah definitely i mean you i think that you get you get used to training certain ways and it feels good if it feels at home Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, your body adapts. Yeah,
1: your body adapts to it. Like I adapted to running. Like when I go out and I run, and I feel like, oh, I should be running more because I used to run so much, which you know I need to kind of slow down a little bit. And then when I'm in the in the room and we're doing all of these different movements, and I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not the same as running. It doesn't feel like I'm I'm doing as much as running at first, but then when you finish, you can definitely tell that yeah, this <laughs> this was a good good workout. You know, you can definitely feel in your arms, your legs, everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right, so a few personal questions. Sure. All right, what's it really like? What's it really like being married to a personal trainer? Like, do you feel um, like pressure? Do you feel self-conscious? Do you feel like uh, anything weird? Or funny, I don't Some, know. I'm just curious. Sometimes this is a great chance to find out what you're really thinking.
1: Yeah, right. Sometimes I do. Um, because Christine is constantly training people and she's constantly talking about uh working out. Like you're you're all the time, you know, you're saying, Oh, what about this? Let's try this exercise, let's try that out. And I see you like um testing out the movements and doing the movements when you, you know, so you're not just telling someone, oh, go and do this. You you do those things yourself too. Uh, it does make me self-conscious in a way that, hey, I should be working out more. Uh, but Christine is very no pressure type of person. So she never really puts any pressure on me, <laughs> yeah.
0: Very good. All right, so the question was, what's it really like to be married to a trainer? Do you have anything that you wanted to add to that? I mean, now's your chance.
1: Anything to get off my shoulder, my chest? Yeah um no not really i mean like i said you're the type of person that doesn't really put any any pressure on me which is which is pretty cool that's
0: a good thing or uh, is that a bad thing it's it's
1: a good thing because you know you know how you know how much i work you know how much i've i've worked in the past um held two jobs for a while and i think that when you have two jobs like that it's unless you're extremely motivated it's it's difficult for you to take your time and go out and work out and all that. Even though I think I was working out and running a little bit here and there, it just wasn't as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you know, you you talked a lot about uh, balance, not just going out and running, doing other things to uh, to build your body, because running does break your body down a lot. And if you're not uh, cross training, doing other types of workout, you're you're missing out on a lot. Um, no, so it's definitely been been very good for me to be married to a trainer. I can't say for all the people because it seems like there's some trans out there that are crazy. But, <laughs> uh, you know, in your in your case, at least, you're, you've been pretty cool with me.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Did you feel like for a while you couldn't have um, exercise part of your life? Like, do did you feel like for a while you didn't have time and you just absolutely couldn't?
1: Not really. I mean, it's, you, when you want something bad enough, I guess you make time for it. Um, but just being uh, physically tired, I think it's it gets to you a little bit. Um, when I was when I was subbing, and I was working all those hours and all those days. Uh, I would come home and I feel like my eyes being tired. For example, like and you don't want to stare at anything when you're doing that. Like you don't want to read. You don't want to do anything else. Then uh, just until you get used to it, until you build up resistance to that, um, it was definitely not motivating for to work out. But that's actually when you need the most, mm-hmm. you know. So I never felt like um, I didn't have the time or I couldn't do it. It's just, just life, I guess. It's your, just uh, your
0: body said no.
1: Yeah, my body definitely <laughs> said no.
0: <laughs> but once you once you decided to commit to it, then you just did it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it's just I think that making ha- having a plan is is the best way to go because you're it takes some pressure off of you. of Oh, I got to you know what am I going to do today? What am I not going to do today? What did I do last week? So um, I follow a plan, I follow a program. And it's very simple and I know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, and that's the guess. That's why people pay you, because you do the, the work and the planning for them. and You just tell them what to do. Uh, you know yep. that's definitely show up, that get it done, show up and get it done instead of you know having to rack your brain on, on what to do and not to do every day.
0: Yeah, it's it's good to have the strategy there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Penelope, you're supposed to stay in your room. Okay, I'm almost done here. Okay, just a few more questions. Okay. Okay, right. just a
0: few questions for you. All right. Just to close this out. Sure. Don't overthink them. All right. But don't answer them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love most about being married to a trainer?
1: Uh, being held accountable, I guess, and being motivated to keep up with you.
0: I like it. All right, what do you, what's the most annoying part about being married to a trainer? Same answer?
1: <laughs> uh, boy, it's kind of like. Almost having someone looking over your shoulder saying, hey, you shouldn't eat that. You shouldn't eat that, but. <laughs> but do I say it or just, do I thing. actually
0: say that or do you just feel that?
1: A little bit of both, I guess. You do point out some th- certain things and, and sometimes I feel like, yeah, Christine probably wouldn't approve this.
0: Yeah, because I ate perfect.
1: No. (laughs) But I think you you eat a lot better better than I do.
0: Not sometimes. All right, so what is your least favorite meal that we eat as a family Uh, that you just can't stand? that you feel like we eat because it's healthy, this but
1: you is, don't really like it. This oh. <laughs> is this is one of those things where, no matter what I say, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> um, I don't like to eat a lot of broccoli. Um, <laughs> and I've heard someone say the other day that, you know, if something's been done for 5,000 years and it's worked perfectly, don't change it. And then someone created cauliflower uh, cauliflower rice. <laughs> rice is perfect the way it is you know since the dawn of the human creation we've eaten white rice and it's perfect the way it is someone created cauliflower (laughs) rice just to say hey it's not it's not broken but i'm going to fix it and it doesn't work
0: so so you are not
1: I'm not a fan of cauliflower rice. <laughs> not
0: loving when I mix the cauliflower rice no, with your white rice? Mm-mm. Well, just a disclaimer, he's Brazilian. So it doesn't mean your husband <laughs> won't like cauliflower rice mixed with your rice. <laughs> OK, so what is your most favorite meal?
1: <laughs> well, I'll eat anything, basically. Oh, boy, um, this is a
0: lot about my cooking.
1: <laughs> oh i don't know but there's there's my some of my favorite ones I and mean, i don't know i you know i do like you know when you when you make shepherd's pie i do like the meatloaf um i like um i don't know i'm kind of drawing the blank right now um you do make a lot of good stuff
0: what did you think about tonight's dinner
1: tonight's dinner was great but i made it though oh like for half of it you
0: made half of it half of it and I made the other half.
1: Sure, we just pour the ingredients on top.
0: Yeah, and who came up with the concept?
1: Uh, <laughs> maybe one of us. I don't know.
0: Anyway, probably Instagram or somebody, <laughs> somebody on there. All right, now final question. Okay. How do you answer the question? If you ever get it, I don't know how often you get this question, but do I look fat in this?
1: <laughs> no, you, you don't ask me if you look fat. You just ask, how do I look? Do I look good? Do I look bad? And um, usually the answer is that you look good.
0: <laughs> is that the honest true answer or is That's that the answer. safe I, answer? I think
1: I tell you if, you're, if you dress up in a way that doesn't look okay or all right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well thank you for your honesty
1: sure anytime
0: yeah any questions for me
1: hello do what does it feel like to be married to someone who's not a trainer
0: <laughs> it just feels right <laughs>
1: oh, well, that's good yeah
0: it feels good i mean it feels good because like i said i think that there's misconceptions about trainers i think um most trainers have had their own struggles in one area or another we're not perfect but you know we do our we try and you know do our best and have integrity with the way we actually live our lives and you know it's a a pretty horrible feeling if you're not living in integrity and you're coaching other people that's just the worst so um yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great because because we're just living real life the way you know the way that we all do. You know, some days are better than others. You know, we just have to get dig in our heels sometimes. Sometimes we have to reset. Sometimes we have to just you know push forward. Sometimes we have to find new ways. Sometimes you know, it's just it's good.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like life throws challenges at you and you have to do your best to to overcome. Mm-hmm. Overcome that stuff and it's not always easy. we
0: do it together, yeah, we, do. Like... we do.
1: We do together. Yeah. Especially when you only eat cauliflower rice and then only eat pizza or, or <laughs> something else.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say, you know, I going through like the pregnancies and gaining all that weight and losing all that weight. I definitely, you know, gained some perspective on on you know what it's like to go through the whole weight loss journey, you know from uh, a place of, oh man, <laughs> this is not just happening automatically. So yeah,
1: yeah I remember at a that baby shower we had, Travoris asked if I had gained any weight, and I was like, yeah, no, no, I feel fine, I feel great, or something like that. You asked me if I got sick or if I gained weight. Uh-huh. Um, you definitely do. It's like a baby weight. It's it's the husband and the wife, it's both <laughs> of them. I think the wife gains more weight, but I think the husband becomes a little bit more complacent in certain ways. I don't know. Some some people, not everyone, I guess, but.
0: Yeah, that's interesting how that happens. I mean, it could be a lot of reasons. Maybe I was cooking less. Maybe, I, you know, maybe I didn't have as much um, like motivation to, hmm to be very on top of it. Although I thought I, I did eat pretty good when I was pregnant with, at least with Penelope. I thought I ate really great. And then when I gained over 86 pounds with her, then when I was pregnant with Levi, I was kind of like, well, it's not really gonna matter if I eat good because <laughs> I yeah. tried to eat perfect with her and I gained more weight with her than with him, but yeah, still. Sure. Yeah, those
1: yeah. Are, these are the honest diaries right here. Yeah, I think that you know, like you were working out a lot when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like jumping rope and like months pregnant, um, but you're you're working out at the gym at the time, and I and I wasn't. So I just I kind of became a little bit more complacent. Like, yeah, she can't go running, so we don't really have to to worry about it. That we can't really lose certain things, and I think that kind of slowed me down a little bit. But you know, can't can't blame you, mostly.
0: (laughs) Mostly, mostly. Well, Ralphie, I'm so glad you're my husband. And I am really glad that we, you know, work through this all together and push each other. You know, when one of us is tired and the other one is full of vinegar. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, It really does help to have somebody by your side that is even if it's even if you're not motivated is willing right if one of us is not motivating we're at least willing you know to try and you know do our best so i really appreciate that about you
1: yeah thank you i definitely appreciate it too
0: (laughs) and thank you for being my guest and now actually you can find Raphael on instagram he finally got an instagram account so who knows what if he signs up for another marathon or you know he's got a lot of um fun ideas of his own maybe he'll start sharing those so I'll, yeah. I'll link his his Instagram
1: and <laughs> you can
0: find all his craziness right on there
1: yeah definitely yeah it should, definitely should do that yeah if if COVID doesn't doesn't ruin the running season for 2021 which I hope I hope it won't uh, we should do at least another half marathon or something
0: and when he says we he means he
1: me yeah
0: And I will try and be there for the finish line because I missed him on his last finish line. (laughs) And I had a dream about it. That was crazy. And I still missed it. That's okay. (laughs) Well, thank you, Ralphie, for being my guest this week. Happy Valentine's Day week. And I love you very much. I I know it is a little too much for a podcast. but (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And uh, maybe I'll have you on again sometime.
1: Yeah, for sure. When I become Mr. Olympia.
0: Okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you all for listening. Bye, Thank you for listening to Grit and Moxie. If you want to hear more, please do subscribe and share this with your friends and head on over for another Dosa de Sosa at christinedesouza.com Thank you and I'll see you next time.